This episode, Shrimp Creole in a Pressure Cooker. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. I think I can hear you in there. Oh, am I not blending? Yeah, well, oh, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We're listening to a performance of my group, Crescendo, that I sing with. It's a, a vocal ensemble up here in New England. We're about 40 people. We do mostly Baroque music, um, although we do some other stuff. But I've always sung, and it was really nice to find them up here. It is. And Bruce has rehearsals once a week, sometimes more. And so <laughs> I've decided I'm going to start cooking dinner while he goes off to rehearsal. And I believe I can do this. I don't have to just write about it. I can get a meal on the table, I swear. So a few weeks ago... I picked a recipe out of our book, The Great Big Pressure Cooker Book, and I made shrimp creole. It's one of the most unusual things about our pressure cooker book. We have a chapter on fish and shellfish. You know, that stuff that should take about a second and a half to cook without a pressure cooker, but we've got a chapter <laughs> on it. Why do we have a chapter on fish and shellfish? Because I wanted to include some really delicious stuff, and the way you have to handle fish and shellfish is use the pressure cooker for what it does best, which is creating wonderful, fabulous, deep flavored sauces quickly, and then just put the fish and shellfish in for the last few minutes of cooking. I made this stew in an electric pressure cooker, and I'm going to do it again this episode in an electric pressure cooker. And I'm really a fan of these electric things. I mean, they are just plug and play. You don't have to monitor the heat under a pot. They are really intuitive they're easy to operate yeah and of course as a chef it's hard for me to get away from the stovetop pressure cooker. Uh, of course i mean it cooks faster because it cooks at a higher pressure and i like to fiddle with the heat on it so. yeah i'm not much of the fiddler so i suppose we should say something about the authenticity of this shrimp creole recipe okay it isn't <laughs> it isn't i mean we're using peanut oil but we're not making a roux, no, and no, no, we're no, not no. browning a roux. So it, we're, we're really making a weeknight shrimp stew that is shrimp creole flavored. How's oh, that? Excellent. Shrimp creole flavored <laughs> dinner. But let me tell you, you have all the flavors of it, and it is absolutely one of the most delicious things you make. And I thought I'd make it again today, and I've got my pot out on the counter. Well, good, because I'm hungry. Yeah, well, then I'm glad I'm doing it in a pressure cooker. So as we get rolling along here, remember that you don't have to copy the recipe down. It's in our book, The Great Big Pressure Cooker Book, and it's also on our website, bruceandmark.com. Uh, to make this shrimp creole, I heated up a couple tablespoons of peanut oil in the cooker. I'm using the electric one again, so I turned it to the browning function. And I added a chopped yellow onion, a couple of chopped celery ribs, and a cord and chopped green bell pepper. And if those aren't the core flavors of creole, I don't know what it is. What did Emeril used to call it? The holy trinity? Tr the holy like trinity? It. Was it Emeril? I don't remember. One of them. Does yeah. it matter? 
<laughs> I suppose not. So I soften those up for a few minutes, stirring them around. It probably matters to Martha Stewart who owns the brand now. Anyway, I soften those yeah, but up. who owns her? Up for a few minutes. <laughs> I can't go there. Um, I soften those up for a few minutes, stirring often. And now I'm ready to dump in a whole kind of spice melange. It's got paprika and thyme and oregano and black pepper and onion powder and garlic powder. Again, the flavors of Creole. Yeah, really. It's really aromatic. If you have a stovetop cooker and you want to make this, it's the same thing. But instead of using the browning function, just put your pot on the stove at a medium-high heat and do everything Mark just did. Yep. So now, next, I'm stirring in two cups chicken broth a 14-ounce can of diced tomatoes, half a cup of white wine, two tablespoons of tomato paste, and a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. It's pretty easy. Now oh, he's there's go- that word. I hate <laughs> that word. But this is easy. Come on. I hate that word. All right, so he's going to lock the lid onto the cooker. He's going to line up everything and turn it, and there it goes. And now you're going to punch in the timing and hit high pressure. Yep. And then it'll get to high pressure, and you are going to cook it for eight minutes in this electric machine. If I did it on the stove, I'd be locking the lid on place, and once it's at high pressure, I'd cook it for only five minutes. Yeah, you know, uh, people ha- often say, and I hear them say, that pressure cooker recipes lie a little bit because they say, oh, you can make this stew in five minutes, but you, it's really not it five It cooks minutes. in five minutes. Right. you got to wait for it to come up to high pressure yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it's still pretty, oh, God, I hate myself. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that we should have made it on Craftsy.com. Uh, yeah, if you're not familiar with Craftsy.com, it's a great place to go to take cooking classes and all sorts of craft classes. And Mark and I have done a pressure cooker class for Craftsy. So you can buy the seven-episode class, and you get seven lessons. They're each about a half an hour. And see us, not just and hear you us. you can see us, and you can watch <laughs> us cook. And Mark uses the electric, and I use the stovetop. And we teach Somebody you. asked me what we were drinking on that Craftsy show. <laughs> I don't think we were drinking anything. Coke. We I had think. Diet Coke in yeah. those cups. Yeah, so we'll teach you how to use your pressure cookers with everything you need. So what's happening? in there so we are almost at high pressure oh good that means we're almost at tasting and judgment well (laughs) not quite okay we fudged this thing just a little bit i did a quick release on the cooker on that sauce you made yeah and then i stirred in two pounds of peeled into vein medium shrimp and six thinly sliced scallions and a quarter cup of chopped parsley leaves And I set the lid back on the cooker and set it aside for three minutes without engaging the pressure mechanism so that I could cook the shrimp. So what does that mean? Um, If you look at the top of every lid of a pressure cooker, whether it's an electric one or a stovetop one, there is a valve. And the valves turn to pressure where they seal and pressure can build up inside or they turn to release. And that release means that it's just kind of open and steam doesn't build up and pressure doesn't build up. Right. And that's what Mark did. He put it on release right. and then he covered it. So it stays warm inside and the fish and will it's actually, not on. It's not on. It's not on the browning function. It. It, and it. if you were on the stovetop, you move it to another burner. Mm-hmm. It's not on the heat. What you're doing at this point is you're letting the residual heat of that sauce that you made cook the shrimp through and it will that's really hot stuff and that'll cook the shrimp through without it being on and it won't overcook it and it'll be absolutely perfect so after three minutes you can open it without having to do anything because there's no pressure inside all right and now we actually get to taste it so let's open this up all right now this looks fantastic Mmm. it does look pretty good and it does good and red (laughs) like but I should say, mm. it's very hearty and it's very comforting. It's not thickened because we didn't use a roux. So it's not right. traditional shrimp creole. 
and it, you now have this kind of thick sauce. This is much lighter. It's much more vibrant. It's almost like a New Orleans version of Chiapino. Yeah. Oh, it is. No, oh, this is really good. If you wanted to even more Creole this thing out, it's really good. And it's super nice and tender. They're not overcooked. They're not rubbery. If you really wanted to um, more new um, Creole this thing up, New, new Orleans set up, you'd of course stir some filet powder in at the end. And yep, that would a be A little bit of filet sure. powder. Which is just ground sassafras. Right. And you can't cook that. You have to stir it in when it's all done right before you serve it because filet powder gets stringy if you cook it. And that would give it even more of this New Orleans taste. But mm-hmm. honestly, for how fast this thing is, you can hardly beat this... Mm-hmm. Shrimp Creole like shrimp stew. <laughs> it's really delicious. So, rather, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you learn anything? No, I didn't really learn <laughs> <Excellent>. anything. <laughs> but I'm going to say this that was super satisfying. It was. And the worst part was just chopping all those vegetables up. I mean, it is a bit of a pain to chop them all up, but I just, I, I just put on a podcast. One of ours. Uh, yeah, are we on This American Life? <laughs> <laughs> Not the last time I looked. But let me tell you, if you don't like chopping onions or scallions or celery or peppers or any of that stuff, most produce sections have packages of pre-chopped vegetables like that. But so do not really yeah, lazy. Sorry. You could cook that way and save yourself a lot. Yeah, of but what I was going to say is, do not use frozen chopped onions for no. this. They're too they're going to be too squishy in the yeah. pressure cooker. Um. So what else would you do to it? Well, this is so delicious, but. I love Tabasco, and I'm adding Tabasco sauce to it. It's not hot. The recipe is not hot as it's written, and you can spice it up a bit. Or if you want to get it even more New Orleans-y, you can add a half a pound of chopped tasso ham mm. or a half a pound of spicy smoked sausage. Oh, andouille. Andouille yeah. sausage. <laughs> right, andouille. But do not use French andouille, that tripe stuff. Use And ears, isn't it? Like also ears, yeah. that's just tripe. Yeah, tripe and ears. Yum. Don't use the French andouille. Use the Cajun or Creole andouille, and you put it just in with the onions and other vegetables and saute it up and then cook it up. Oh, this is, you did good. This is delicious. I almost don't want to go sing Bach tonight. This recipe for shrimp creole from The Pressure Cooker is in our book, The Great Big Pressure Cooker Book. If you'd like to see a full version of it, look for the book in bookstores or online or head over to our website, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Shrimp creole from a pressure cooker. I made that and I didn't have to sing any Baroque counterpoint. <laughs>